Welcome to Beyond Great Sex, the podcast that will revolutionize your sex life. I'm Morgan Horn, I'm a sex and intimacy coach, and I am going to give you the tools to create the mind-blowing sex life that you've been craving. When you apply the teachings from this podcast, you will drop the shame, limiting beliefs, and everything else that has been keeping you from enjoying the intimacy that you were designed to experience. Instead, you will unleash your unlimited potential, sexual and beyond. When you work with me, great sex is only the beginning. We're going beyond. Hey, lovelies. Last week, we started a conversation on how to communicate your sexual needs, wants, desires to your partner. And we spend the last episode discussing one of the most common reasons why women do not speak up, and that is because they don't want to hurt their partner's feelings. And if you have not yet listened to that episode, and this is a fear of yours, I highly encourage you to go back and give it a listen. In a nutshell, we explored the fear of hurting someone else's feelings and why this fear should not stop us from voicing what we want, because as we saw, we cannot hurt people's feelings, given that a person's feelings are always created by their thoughts. And so essentially, nothing you can say can directly provoke a feeling in another person's body. Again, I invite you to listen to episode eight of this podcast for a more detailed conversation about this. So today I want to take this conversation a little deeper as it relates to heterosexual couples and the patriarchy. I know patriarchy has become such a buzzword and people use it so much for everything now that it might not mean much to you. So I will quickly explain what I mean when I mention the patriarchy in today's context. One definition of patriarchy is a system of society or government in which the father or eldest male is head of the family and descent is reckoned through the male line. We can also loosely explain patriarchy as a social system in which men dominate over others and over women more specifically. Most places in the world either have an established patriarchy still or are evolving from a patriarchal system towards the recognition of equality of genders. This is the case in Europe, where we are considered leaders in the movement for equality between sexes. But even in parts of the world where progress has been made, we have yet to reach a real and established equality among genders. Otherwise, we wouldn't even be discussing it. It would be a non-issue, an established fact. And I don't mean to start a class on the history of socialization, don't worry, but a little background info is helpful to fully grasp today's topic, why women struggle so much in voicing what they want sexually to their male partners by fear of hurting their feelings. People who have evolved in a patriarchal system will likely recognize some of these patterns. The husband or male partner is the breadwinner of the family, while the wife or female partner is the one in charge of the household. And when both husband and wife work, the husband almost always has a higher income, and his career therefore more often than not takes precedence over his wife's career when a decision or compromise needs to be made. And the wife almost always has more household responsibilities, regardless of hours put in at work. I can hear you thinking, okay, where is she going with this? <laughs> Bear with me. You'll soon understand. Another common characteristic of patriarchal system is the way in which boys and girls are raised and the principles they are taught. Boys are raised to be tough, to know how to fight, how to defend themselves. 
They are taught to keep it together, to keep their head down, to have balls, to not cry like a sissy, to not show signs of weakness, to suck it up and be a man. Feelings? Ugh, who wants to talk about that? Boys are told to be strong, to be protective of girls. We don't hit girls, but also to dominate and never let a girl beat them at anything. Otherwise, that means they're not strong enough. Who's the boss? Who wears the pants in the relationship? Don't let the wife boss you around. Boys are told not to take no for an answer, to go after what they want, to be the best, the stronger, the better, the more powerful, the more successful, right? Girls, on the other hand, are raised to be sweet, gentle, kind. They're told to be smart and cultivated, but not to express their opinion too much because that's annoying, especially when their opinion contradicts that of their husbands. Who wants to hear that? Girls are told not to have too much personality, to not be too assertive because that's bossy, to not be too loud or draw too much attention because that's not refined, to not be too strong or muscular because that's boyish. Girls are socialized to be pretty and desirable for others to choose them. They're taught to act feminine and take care of their looks. They're not taught to question what they want. They're conditioned to be the object of someone else's desire. Girls are told not to be too successful or have a strong personality because that can be threatening to men. Better to learn to be a good homemaker because that's useful. After all, the way to a man's heart is through his stomach, right? Do you start seeing where I'm going with this? If not, I have one more clue for you. How many times have you heard your grandmother or some older female character in a movie say that the key to a happy and lasting marriage is to let your husband believe that he's the one taking the decisions while making sure you get what you want without him realizing it. I mean, and so how does that all relate to today's topic? Well, because when heterosexual women express the fear of hurting their male partners if they express what they want in bed, a big part of this is the fear of quote-unquote emasculating their partner. I cannot begin to tell you how often this word comes up in conversations. So let's look at the definition. The Oxford Dictionary defines emasculate as deprive a man of his male role or identity, make someone or something weaker or less effective. Emasculate is also a synonym of castrate, and castrate is defined as remove the testicles of a male, animal, or man. So essentially, we women are afraid to say what we want to our male partners because we risk depriving them of their male role or identity. We are afraid to express what we need because we might make our partners weaker or less effective. We might remove their testicles in doing so. Do you grasp how ludicrous this sounds? Yet it's a genuine fear many women have. Have you ever heard of a heterosexual man say that he's afraid to tell his female partner what he wants in bed because if he does so, it might make her less of a woman. Sounds absurd, right? Guys would not refrain from telling their girlfriend that they want a blowjob or a threesome because it's offensive to her womanhood, would they? Nor should they, because what does one have to do with the other? Yet, when women want to express themselves, this is a major concern. And I want to share a little story with you. 
When I was about 13, I remember having existential crisis conversations with my mom where I would tell her, how am I ever going to find love and have a happy marriage? I know I'm going to either run a business or become a diplomat and that I'll be successful and men will be threatened by that. If I'm a diplomat, what man will follow me around to a new country every couple of years? How will that fit in with his career plans? Only women follow their husbands. And what if I make more money than my husband does? Then what? My options are either to die alone with a cat or to be cheated on with a woman less quote-unquote threatening than me who makes him feel like a big man. True story, by the way. Despite being only 13, that's how I thought. That was my perception of the world, and I was genuinely concerned. My mom can confirm it to you. In fact, she would joke and reply, not just with a cat, don't forget the pearl necklace, you'll take your old mother out for lunch and will wear matching ones. She was joking, of course. Somehow, my worst nightmare was to die alone with a cat, and hers was to wear matching pearl necklaces with her mother. Anyway, this little story would be cute if it didn't piss me off so much. And I know I'm only annoyed because of my thoughts. Only my thoughts have the power to upset me. But I choose to be upset today because 20 years later, we're having the same conversation. In fact, in January 2022, research conducted by the University of Florida found that women who are concerned about threatening their male partner's masculinity are more likely to fake orgasms and less likely to communicate honestly about their sexual needs. More precisely, women who made more money than their partners were twice as likely as those who did not to fake orgasms. Women's higher perceptions of partners' precarious manhood indirectly predicted faking orgasms more, lower sexual satisfaction, and lower orgasms rate through greater anxiety and less honest communication. And women who imagined a partner whose masculinity was insecure versus secure were less willing to provide honest sexual communication via anxiety. Well, well, what do we do about that? Do you know how many women tell me that they either fake orgasms, don't tell their partner what they want in bed, or don't provide honest feedback on the sex they're having because they fear that their partner will feel less of a man and will either lose his erection or last even less long. And I say that with love and compassion, because I have been there. I have been that woman. And this goes way beyond the four walls of the bedroom, which is why I gave this big introduction on patriarchy and relationship dynamics, because women make themselves small everywhere to not quote-unquote undermine their male partners. At dinner with friends, Let's not take too much of the attention, not be too loud, not contradict him or undermine him in front of people. In their careers, let's not make more money and be too successful because that might threaten him. Better to prioritize his career and his success so that the relationship doesn't suffer. And even within the intimacy of the relationship where nobody's watching, let's not be too bossy or too strong because he will feel emasculated. So where do we go from here? Because as much as I like complaining, I mean, I'm French after all, it's part of my DNA. I also like to look for solutions to problems. And I'm not talking about the bigger picture of changing mentalities and how we raise our children. Although 
just as a side note on the bigger picture, traditionally defined masculinity is a major social issue of our time. And thankfully, mentalities are starting to change. We talk a lot about social conditioning as it relates to women in the fight for gender equality, and rightfully so. But it is also important to recognize that men are also conditioned by society and that they face their own struggles on what it means to be a man and what is expected of them. In fact, in his book, Man Enough, Justin Baldoni talks about going beyond the scripts we've learned since childhood and the roles we are expected to play. He explores the topics of strength and vulnerability, relationships, marriage, body image, sexuality, racial justice, gender equality, and fatherhood. And he challenges men to be brave enough to be vulnerable, to be strong enough to be sensitive, to be confident enough to listen. And changing the narrative around what it means to be a man and what is expected of them is, of course, a key component to our topic today of sexual communication. But before we change the world's mentality and we live in a perfect universe where there's no judgments or preconceived notions of what is expected of men, women, or humans more generally, what can we do concretely today within our relationship if we have this fear of hurting our partner's manhood, of emasculating him? Well, you could buy him the book. That's one thing you could do. But here's how I would break it down. First, I think it's important to realize that you do not have the power to emasculate anyone or provoke any feelings in anyone. And for a far more detailed explanation about this, I invite you to listen to episode eight of the podcast. But if your partner feels threatened, undermined, small, criticized, unappreciated, less than, it will be because of his thoughts, not because of something you may have said or done but because of his thoughts about what you said or did. At most, your words and actions confront your partner to his own conditioning and go against his idea of what a man should look like. But you're not responsible for your partner's limiting beliefs. He may also feel insecure for a lot of reasons that have nothing to do with you, like events in his professional life, for example. And it's important to really understand this principle, and not just intellectually, but to really integrate it. I know that you don't literally think that you cut your husband's testicles off with a knife when you express yourself, but do you really know that you don't have the ability to hurt his feelings when you communicate what you want? Do you fully grasp that you don't have the ability to provoke emotions in him? Let your partner take responsibility for his emotions and take responsibility of your own. The second advice I want to give you is to get curious about your partner's experience and perception of the situation. Do you know for a fact that he feels threatened in his masculinity? Has he told you so or given you factual indication that this is the case, like feeling offended or being overly defensive when you share a sexual desire of yours? Or do you just assume as much? Let's be careful to not overgeneralize things based on the messaging we receive about men. If you notice yourself feeling anxious about your partner's response to something, ask yourself why that might be. What are your thoughts? The third advice I want to give you is to invite your partner to the conversation. 
And I know this might feel counterintuitive because the whole reason we're here today is to discuss the apprehension that women sometimes feel around expressing what they want sexually. But have an open and honest conversation about your concerns around sharing sexual desires and see where that takes you. Communication can only bring you closer together. It's a delusion to think that keeping things to ourselves will prevent chaos. In reality, we create distance, sometimes to the point of no return. Real and profound intimacy cannot exist without open and honest communication. The fourth advice I want to offer you is to get help. This can be in the form of sexual education, therapy, coaching. A lot of the disappointment and built-up resentment I see in relationships come from a lack of education on sex. When we better understand how we function and how the other person functions, so much of the misunderstandings disappear, leaving room for curiosity, playfulness, and possibility. And sometimes just having a neutral person explain things helps. There's no shame in hiring a sex therapist or coach. You wouldn't feel shame hiring a business coach to grow your business, would you? Now, I'm going to mention a final point, and that is what to do when your partner is not willing to communicate, seek help, or do anything differently. What if your partner does indeed feel threatened in his manhood and just prefers to blame it on you rather than question his conditioning and take ownership of his emotions? I'm going to say what you may not want to hear at first, but I hope that with time, this will empower you to take the best decision for you. This might be the time for you to consider whether you and your partner are a good fit. We can never control what other people are going to think, feel, or do. It is completely outside of our control, no matter how hard we try. And so if you're not sharing what you want sexually because you're afraid that your partner will feel threatened, not only does it serve no purpose because you don't have the power to make him feel anything, but you're denying yourself pleasure in the name of what? Frustration, disappointment, resentment, anger, sadness, despair. Because if that's you, I know for a fact that you're not fulfilled sexually. How could you be if you don't even feel that you have the freedom to voice what you want? And beyond sex... If you ever not allow yourself to say or do something because your partner might feel threatened in his manhood, I just want to say this to you. You should not have to shrink yourself so that he can feel bigger. You should not have to make yourself small so that another person can feel good about themselves. Let's please break this pattern. Let yourself be you 100% and love and be loved by someone who gets to be them 100%. This is not a competition or a contest. It's not you or them, not you against them. You both get to be you. Your unique personality should never feel like a threat to the person who claims to love you. Allow yourself to be you. The world deserves to see you, to know you, to love you. Whew. This is an emotional topic. And it's funny because I just recorded this episode in French. Um, for those of you who don't know, I have the same podcast in French. 
And I got emotional at the exact same time in the episode. It is a topic that is really close to my heart because not only does it bring up stuff from my past experience, but also because I see so many women who make themselves small, who shrink themselves on a daily basis in all areas of their lives just because they want to make sure they don't rough any feathers, because they want to make sure that their man feels like a man. And I just want to offer you that this is not your job. It is your partner's job to handle their emotions. It is your partner's job to decide that they want to break this pattern, that they want to work on their thoughts, that they want to deconstruct the narrative that they have learned since childhood. It is your partner that has to make the decision that he wants to think and see things differently. It is for him to decide that he wants to change the narrative, that he wants to question some of his conditioning, that he wants to question some of the things that he's been told growing up. All right, my loves, have a wonderful week. I will see you soon. If you have loved this episode, please add a rating, write a review, and share it around to help spread the word to all the women out there who need to hear this. I am so grateful for you listening. And if you are ready to take this work deeper, book your discovery session with me at www.morganhorn.com. That is M-O-R-G-A-N-E-H-O-R-N.com. We will explore any issue you would like help with and you will learn all about my coaching program so you can get started on creating the sex life of your wildest dreams. I will see you there.